It's good to see you all here today. Good to be back. Uh, Amber and I got to enjoy a little bit of vacation time, celebrating our 20th anniversary. That was earlier this year. But we got to go on vacation without the kids. And we love our kids, but it was awesome. Just like to be the two of us. And it's hard to believe that like summer's coming to an end. Like Jim said, MCCSC kicks off uh, this week, RBB the week after, uh, which means that summer break is coming to a quick end uh, for both students and teachers. And in the sea of those brave souls helping educate our children, if you look closely, there will be a new slightly hairy face, our own Ken Grile, right there, yes. I have jokingly fired Ken from this stage on more than one occasion, and I even had somebody say, um, does Ken appreciate that joke as much as you do? Because if I were him, I would be incredibly offended. And I was like, sarcasm is Ken's love language, trust me. He's good, he's good. But as much as we do give Ken a hard time around here, uh, he has been just an invaluable part of our team. I love the guy. We're going to miss him. Uh, But when he told us uh, where he was going, what he was going to be doing, why he's doing it, it's like, well, yeah, man, that just makes all the sense in the world. And so as much as we wanted to be angry at him for leaving, (laughs) we are excited about his his next phase. Ken's going to be the new media production teacher for Edgewood Junior High, and he is absolutely going to rock it. And and when I talked to Ken last week, he says, man, this doesn't make sense. He's like, I'm at a a place that I love, doing what I love, with people that I love. He said, I'm stepping out on faith, not knowing if I can do this or if I'm even going to be any good at this. And when I asked him, what was that catalyst that made you take this step of faith? He pointed back to a sermon from a couple of months ago that, that convicted him to step out of his comfort zone, to be more of a spiritual influencer in the lives of others. He, he pointed to a young man, um, Sage Erickson, who is part of our worship and production volunteer crew. You may remember who passed away last month. Ken served as a mentor in his life, uh, loved him well, and that really hit home when, when Sage passed. And he said, I want to be more of an influence in, in kids his age. He said that there was no like audible voice of God, no like pushing him out the door to go and do anything. He said, I just felt this burden and passion and the opportunity came my way. And so he's stepping out on faith to see where God is leading him. I love that. Like that's faith in action. Let me ask you, what is a step of faith that you remember taking? What is the step of faith that you remember taking? One of my favorite parts of this summer uh, has been sitting down with people from within our own congregation and, and doing these, these podcast interviews. I've loved hearing their stories of faith, at times when they took a step of faith that maybe um, was, was big and life-changing, but, but most of the times that, that step of faith was something small and seemingly insignificant that God used to do something amazing in their life. What is a step of faith that you remember taking? And it doesn't have to be leaving a job to take another job. Maybe your step of faith is right here, right now. Like getting out of bed this morning and coming to church was a huge step of faith for you. And I get that. And I love that you made that step of faith today. Maybe you said yes to serving in a ministry 
or leading a group, and even though you felt underqualified and, and unprepared, you're like, I'm just going to do it because I feel like it's the right thing to do. And I feel like God's kind of given me that nudge to move in that direction. Maybe it's a time when you talk to someone about your faith, even though you were scared of the questions that they might ask you and if you were going to have the answers that, that they were looking for. Maybe you invited someone to go to church with you and that level of vulnerability felt like a huge step of faith in your life. All of those are incredible. What step of faith do you remember taking? A time when you kind of put your foot out there, not really sure where it was going to land on the other side, but you decided I am going to trust God anyway. That is faith. One commentary put it like this, to leave the certainties one knows and go out to what is quite unknown, relying on nothing other than the word of God, is the essence of faith. The essence of faith is, is leaving what is comfortable, what is known, what is safe, what is secure, and stepping out into the unknown, And for those of you who are parents whose kids have watched Frozen 2 500 times or listened to the soundtrack into the unknown, I'm sorry that I'm going to put that song in your head the rest of the day, Um, but it's been in my head all week, and so I'm bringing you into my misery. (laughs) What is the time? Maybe it was leaving a job that you love with people that you love who, who mostly tolerate you to become a teacher because you feel like that's what the Lord was leading you to. It takes faith to step into the unknown of going to a church that is new to you and and you don't know the people that are around, but man, you just, you know that you desire more of Jesus in your life. That takes faith. It takes faith to get outside of your comfort zone and to step off of the sidelines and get into the game by serving, by using your gift and your passion to make a difference in the lives of others. Faith is leaving the certainty that you know that's comfortable, that you're familiar with, and stepping into the unknown. All summer long, we've been looking at men and women who kind of exemplify this kind of faith in in Hebrews chapter 11. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app, go ahead and turn there um, with me. Hebrews chapter 11. And we are in week nine of our summer series, Faith in Action. And really, this entire series has been a commentary on, on Hebrews 11.1, 1, that, that passage that, that David Schunk and Beth Long taught on uh, back at the beginning of the summer. It, the, the, the entire last eight weeks have been commentary on that one verse, what it looks like. And, and this is what it says. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And over the last eight weeks, we have looked at at what it means to really live with confidence about what you hope for and assurance about what you do not see. And we do it by putting our faith into action. Faith is not just a set of beliefs that we hold on to. Faith is not what you believe. It's what you do because of what you believe. That is faith. Just believing something is not faith. It's belief. Belief becomes faith when we put those beliefs into action. When we take a step of faith in confidence, in assurance, because we trust the Lord. And in that sense, faith is really more of a verb than it is a noun. We typically use it as a noun. Faith is something that we have, but really faith is more something that we do. It is an an action. 
And the men and women of Hebrews chapter 11 were not commended because of what they believed, but because they put what they believe into action. They walked by faith. In other words, faith moves. Turn to the person next to you, behind you, around you, and just say, faith moves. For some of you, it was a step of faith to turn to the person next to you and say something like that. I can tell, but you did it. So take another step and do it again. Let them know faith moves. <laughs> it takes you somewhere, somewhere that, 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 that you learn how to lean into the Lord and trust him that he's leading you through his word and through the Holy Spirit. That's faith. And it's the faith that we see in Abraham. We talked about Abraham I think it's back in week three or four of this series, uh, and, and what it looks like to walk by faith when God seems silent. Uh, this can be really um, difficult, confusing times uh, as we live a life of, of faith. Uh, but I said then that, that Hebrews 11, about half of it is dedicated to Abraham and his, and his wife, Sarah. And so I want to circle back around to, to Abraham today. Look at what the author says in Hebrews 11, starting in verse eight. It says, by faith... Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God." followed because he was looking forward to something better and bigger than what he could even imagine. It's faith. At Genesis 12, God calls Abraham to leave everything, everyone that he has ever known, to to pack it all up and to just start walking until God says, stop. And, And in our day, people pack up and move all the time. Again, I mean, that's why we do the furniture giveaway, uh, because we have uh, hundreds, if not thousands of international students that are in the process right now of, of moving from where they are to here. We are familiar of moving across town, across state, across the, the country. But Abraham, this is, this is kind of unheard of. For Abraham to follow through on what God called him to do is incredible. In that time, your, your family, your community, that was your source of protection and, and security. He's not just leaving his home and his family behind. He is walking away from his comfort and his security. In his day, physical perfect protection was found in those places. Abraham is turning his back on everything that feels safe and familiar and comfortable. And he's trusting God with every step that he takes. And it's not like he sat around and wrestled with, with what he was supposed to do and if he was going to do it. I, I heard someone say one time that uh, Abraham obeyed the call while it was still ringing in his ears. <laughs> Abraham obeyed the call while it was still ringing in his ears. It wasn't like an um, unnamed daughter of mine uh, who we asked to do something and she's like, okay. And then we come back five minutes later and she hasn't moved. And so we'll ask her to do it again. Okay. And then eventually she gets to the point where we're like, no, you need to go and do this now. And she's like, fine, I will. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. I think that's the phrase maybe used most often in our house. (laughs) Abraham heard the call, got up before he could forget and started walking 
not knowing where he was going, but trusting the one who did to get him there. And the author of Hebrews tells us that that Abraham wasn't just walking to the promised land, wasn't just walking to this physical location. Abraham saw this as a walk towards the city of God. Abraham saw this as a walk towards heaven, what Canaan represented. When God would come back and redeem and restore creation, bring in the heavenly city where tents are traded for firm foundations, where ruins are replaced by what is secure and unshakable and cannot be destroyed. With each step that Abraham took away from what was known, he took towards trusting God more and more. And so what does all of this mean for us today? What what does this mean for our own life and our own faith? I think some historical context here is helpful. Hebrews um, was, was written to followers of Jesus who had left everything to follow him. They left their family, they left their faith, Um, They left their comfort, their security, and they were following Jesus, and they were starting to feel some persecution for that. They were starting to feel um, some conflict because of it, And, and they were feeling this pressure to abandon this new faith in Jesus to turn back to what was known, turn back to Judaism to give up the grace that they had found in Christ and go back to living underneath the the burden of the law and of legalism. Those things that Christ had set us and them free from. In other words, it was written to people who were thinking about turning back to what was familiar and known and safe instead of following Jesus. And the question that the book of Hebrews leaves the original audience with, and and I think it's a question that it leaves us with, is, is this. Are you going to follow Jesus or are you going to stick with the certainties you know? Are you going to follow Jesus or are you going to stick with the certainties you know? Are you going to play it safe and stay in a place that feels comfortable Or are you going to step out on faith and follow where the Lord is leading you, trusting in him to get you there? You see, God is always, always drawing us into deeper waters of faith and trust. He's always drawing us into a place where we are learning to rely less on ourselves, less on our intellect, less on our abilities and our strengths, and leaning more into where we are wholly and fully dependent on him, leading us out of these places that feel comfortable and into these places of the unknown He's always trying to help our faith grow in that way because that's really the way that our faith grows. Our faith does not just grow when we gain more head knowledge of the Father. It's when we truly experience his faithfulness and his goodness as we walk into the unknown with him. Faith grows when we find ourselves in places where we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing We just trust that he does and he is going to come through for us. That's faith. And it's what the spiritual journey is all about. All throughout scripture, we see God calling men and women to follow him into that unknown. The the spiritual journey is about following God into those places. 
You have Abraham and Sarah who left Ur. Moses left and the Israelites fled from Egypt. Esther left the safety of silence to speak truth to power. Jesus gave up the comforts of heaven and took on flesh. The disciples dropped their nets and immediately started to follow Jesus. And all of these, without, without confidence in what they hope for and assurance about what they do not see, none of these would have happened. Abraham and Sarah would have stayed. Moses would have kept tending sheep in the desert. Esther would have remained silent The disciples would have just kept fishing, but each of them had the faith to step out and follow. And in essence, they became like pilgrims, like Abraham, a pilgrim walking in a land that was not their home, trusting that God would lead them them to the heavenly city that awaits. What Hebrews 11 in general, and what Abraham's life in particular teaches us is that faith moves. It doesn't stay still or else it becomes stagnant. It doesn't stay comfortable going through the motions of religion or else it quickly turns into legalism. It doesn't turn inward and focus on itself instead or else it becomes useless to us and to others. Faith moves in the direction that God is leading. It walks until God says, stop. And in doing so, the person, it's not always easy. It doesn't always work out. (laughs) I'm speaking from experience on that. We took a step of faith several years ago that left me a little bewildered at what God was doing. Then pan out the way that I thought that it was going to be. But what he did in me and us and our family, I see the wisdom of it now. And so it doesn't always work out the way that we think. But what we find on the other side of taking that step of faith is a new sense of joy, of of reliance and dependency on the Lord. And we find a faith that begins to grow. So how would you find your faith and define your faith today? Is it moving you somewhere? Maybe somewhere new? When's the last time that you took a step of faith and and had to trust God to come through for you? Maybe it's time to put your faith into action and move. The Lord might not be calling you to pack up everything and, and leave all that you know behind. He might simply be calling you to serve someplace. We've shared it before. We have a goal this ministry year to move from 516 volunteers to 1,000. Maybe your step of faith is saying, I can't make up all of those, but I can, I can be one. I can be one person who goes from the sidelines to getting into the game and serving in a ministry. Come to Serve Finder. It's a great way to be able to find your place to serve. Maybe he, he is calling you to lead, lead, use your gift and, and passion to come alongside of others. And you might be wondering, well, how do I know what the Lord is calling me to do? I think that if it's in his word, then we've already been called to do it. We overcomplicate this so much sometimes, thinking that we have to hear the voice of God before we move. But that's not, that's not faith. What if faith is just going until God says, Stop. 
doing what his word says, stepping out, not knowing or even needing to know all of the answers. In my experience, both personally and in people that I've talked to, staying on the sidelines or not stepping out on faith usually isn't about not knowing what to do. It's about not having the courage to do it. Having the courage and the trust in the Lord to leave the uncertainties that we know to walk into what is quite unknown. And so what step of faith is the Lord calling you to take today? Will you be like Abraham and obey while the call is still ringing in your ears? Or will you ignore it? Forget about it. (laughs) Stay in your comfort zone that's familiar and safe. And the choice really is yours. But if you want your faith to grow, it's time to move. Jesus, thank you for moving towards us and showing us what it truly is like to put our faith into action and follow. And Lord, I I thank you for your word that has truly um, convicted me in this at times when my own faith has been very comfortable and stale and stagnant. I've wanted to stay right where I was because it was known and it was familiar. And yet you've used texts like this. You've used people like Abraham and others to convict me of that and to show me how to put my own faith in action. And you've done it in such a loving and gracious way. So Father, for the person that's here today who maybe they find themselves in that place and, and faith for them really, it just looks like what they do on Sunday mornings they can't really identify any other way that they're following you or trusting you, God. Today, would you, in your kindness and mercy and grace, just come alongside of them. Let them know that they were loved, not because of what they do for you, but because of just who they are. And then out of that, Lord, nudge them. Nudge them to step out and to follow you with a greater sense of trust and dependency on you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can watch all of our video content, both current and past, on our YouTube channel? Visit youtube.com slash Sherwood Oaks to watch messages, series, and complete worship services.